What's up, everyone? My name is B, and you are listening to the Brand Eye Podcast. This podcast talks about navigating our 20-somethings, the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of our journeys, and learning to embrace every part of your story, because your life is your brand, and so many people would benefit from just seeing you live authentically. No one has all of the answers. We're all trying to figure it out. Happy podcast day, everyone. So excited to be here another week, but I'm even more grateful. This episode is very special to me because this is episode number 20. I released this podcast in December 2022, so last December, and now we're at episode 20, and that's huge because I had to really push myself to even release this. So thank you to those of you that have been listening and that are tuning in. And thank you so much for everyone that are, uh, for everyone that's, you know, engaging with me, letting me know how you're doing, giving me feedback, leaving reviews, liking, subscribing, sharing. I am grateful and blessed to be in community with you all. And I hope that as we continue to move forward, our community just grows and we can continue to have important conversations about navigating life, especially as a younger millennial. So as mentioned in the last episode, I am going to be focusing on Paul Angoni's book, 101 Questions You Need to Ask in Your 20s and Let's Be Honest, Your 30s. Love the book. Um, and he definitely recommends that you read the book twice. First time around, you just read it. You don't necessarily do the activities. And then the second time around, you're more intentional about completing the activities just so that you can soak it all in. So I am recording much of this journey of me rereading the second, um, rereading the book the second time and doing the activities and answering the questions because the questions really have me thinking. So we are on chapter two, and chapter two's question that we are going to ponder this week is, am I struggling to make it appear I'm not struggling? Yes, I am. I'm I'm just going to be honest. I am a lot of times, and that's the reason this podcast exists. That's the reason um, that I am really adamant about just learning more about myself and why it is I'm so afraid to be so vulnerable, especially with those that I'm close to. Um, And that is feedback that I have gotten. And if you've heard some of the other episodes, you've heard me talk about it and how so many of my very close friends and even family members have said, why don't you just let me in, Brandy? Just let me in. Um, And I would always give people enough information where they felt like I was opening up to them, but enough to really protect myself or prevent myself from really having to open up. I don't know why I do it. And it's not like I'm calculating or, you know, I have some method of like, I'm just going to share little tidbits and, you know, make you feel like you get to know me. That's not it. It's just naturally that's what I do. And it's because I invalidate my feelings a lot. It's because I don't, yeah, I don't think my feelings matter. I think that I'm being dramatic. I think that there's more going on in the world than what I'm going through. I think, I think, I think. 
I am an overthinker. I'll say it. My name is Brandy and I am an overthinker. And it's something that I have to unlearn. And I, I don't think that overthinking is a bad thing, but I think it's a bad thing when it prevents us from moving forward in productive ways. So yes, I'm struggling to make it appear like I'm not struggling. And when I think about everything going on in the world, and I'm like, and then my problem seems so small in comparison. But it's important to note that there's a lot going on in the world. And a lot of us need those nuggets of hope. Um, A lot of us need some kind of motivation or something to let us know that it's going to be okay. Because what we're going through, people may have gone through and one, they failed miserably and they're stuck or dead or yeah, they're just not okay. Or people have gotten through it and they've used that piece of their journey to speak to the fact that you can do it too. They've used that piece of their journey to uplift others. And it's important to really remember, like I have to remind myself that just how I'm inspired by other people's stories, pieces of my story can be inspirational too. It's tough. It's really tough to think about that because that's not how I grew up. I grew up in a household where you weren't supposed to just talk about yourself all the time. You weren't supposed to think that your story was going to save the world. And I don't think that my story is going to save the world. But I am learning that when people pull me aside and tell me, by you sharing X or Y on your podcast, I feel inspired. And I have to get out of the habit of laughing it off or, you know, shutting people down because I get really uncomfortable when people are gassing me up like that. Like, I love it. I'm not going to lie. I love it. I love the positive affirmation. I live for it, but I don't know how to accept it. And I don't always know how to articulate that I'm not doing so well. And some of it is I, it's, how people respond in some ways, because there are some people that try to give unwarranted advice. And the advice, if I'm being honest, is trash. And I didn't ask you for that. And I also did not ask you to, you know, almost like act as if I'm the problem. Like, for example, um, I just don't do well with lectures. So I remember one time, my tire, there was air coming out of my tire. And I called my friend and he was just nagging. Like, I don't know how to put air in my tire. I'm stressed. I am in a different state than my home state. I'm asking for help. I'm freezing. And he's like, well, why didn't you do this? Why would you be doing this? Why would you even do blah, blah, blah? That's not what I need right now. What I need right now is for you to tell me it's going to be okay and talk me through it or help me find a link to how to put air in my dang tired. And I still haven't accomplished that. I still haven't learned to this day. But in those moments, it's really discouraging. It's hard for me. But I also have to realize that it's on me what I share and who I share it with and how I share it. So I have to understand that not everyone in my life can receive information in the same way 
that others can. We're all different. And I have to respect all of those unique perspectives and approaches to support. But just because support didn't the support didn't look the way I wanted it to in one situation doesn't mean that support in general is bad or that I don't need support. And I've never gone through life thinking I didn't need support, but I've always gone through life thinking that I was a burden. So now I'm trying to ask myself, how can I learn to one, articulate the kind of support that I need? Because let's be real. When I'm in any of the relationships in my life, I struggle with setting boundaries or articulating my needs. But then my little feelings get, well, let me not call them little. You know, I don't mean little literally, but my feelings do get hurt when then people aren't respecting my boundaries. But I have to ask myself constantly, did you set boundaries? How would they know? So I don't always think that support is natural um, to us. Like, I don't think it comes naturally. And I'm learning in my relationships that support does not, I have to ask how to support someone or I have to let someone know how they can support me. But I don't just wake up and say, you know, Susie and I are friends now and I know exactly how to support her. Relationships are learning one another. Relationship with myself is me getting to know myself, me learning the ins and outs of who Brandy is. And we're ever evolving, always evolving. I'm always evolving. The Brandy that I was like a month ago is very different in a lot of ways. So I've been learning that part of the reason I struggle to make it appear like I'm not struggling is because it feels a little easier to handle things on my own, not talk about it, stay to myself than it is to open up. And also, let's get real, real. If I'm getting really, really real and just getting like just laying it all out there. It's also there are some things that I'm really ashamed of in my life. There are some things that I'm really embarrassed about in my life. There are some things that I feel like there are areas in my life where I feel incompetent. I feel inferior. So I push people away. Also, a facade. I love a good facade of making things appear as they aren't. Like trying to convince people that I actually am happy and that this situation really didn't hurt as much. But I was listening to a podcast, the Homecoming podcast um, by Dr. Tama Bryant. If you haven't heard it, I definitely recommend it. She's a therapist, a minister, and just talks about so much from so many different perspectives. But she was saying that oftentimes when we feel the need to put on this facade or to, you know, like mess with the truth a little bit to make it look a little prettier, then that makes our confidence even worse because now we are trying to convince people of something that we know is not true. And so not only do we feel bad about the fact that we are lacking or we feel that we're lacking in some area of our lives, but then we also feel bad because people are beginning to be like, wow, that's amazing. Like you were able to do that. And 
you're not like we're not able to receive that affirmation or those affirmations because that's not true. It's it's not true. So they are complimenting a lie. Um, they're complimenting something that is not you. And so she was saying that in order for us to really live authentically and to find healing and growth and meaningful relationships, we have to be authentic and show up authentically so that when people are giving us positive affirmations, they're actually affirming us. They're not affirming our insecurities because when, when our insecurities are being affirmed, then we fall into this cycle of continuously masking our pain. And so when she gave that advice, it really hit me because I'm like, man, there are a lot of, there are a lot of ways where I put a mask on to make it look like I came out on top. If you ask me what happened in one of my breakups, I'll be like, man, yeah, you know, I made the decision. I just knew that it wasn't going to work out. I was wearing the pants. I was the one when in reality, I was the one crying in a parking lot, begging this man not to break up with me. Won't cry in that parking lot ever again. Won't cry in any parking lot ever again over a man. But that's besides the point. The point is I was carrying so much shame about this breakup. I felt like a failure because, you know, people are over here telling me like, oh yeah, you know, at least it's you who was the one who ended it and it wasn't him. At least it was you who was able to control the narrative and it wasn't him. When in reality, it was him who broke up with me. And so whenever they were telling me, like, at least it wasn't you who got dumped, that actually made that pain even worse because I'm like, man, it was me that got dumped. (laughs) Yeah. So I did something wrong, I guess. And now not only do I feel bad about the breakup, but then I feel bad about myself and I feel like I failed. So I've really been trying to identify areas in my life where I do try to make the truth look a little prettier than what I think it looks like, you know, and I say make it look a little prettier than what I think because when I tell people my story and I'm genuine about the struggle and the pain that I'm going through, I've noticed that they are so validating. They are so open. They are so accepting. And not only are they like, wow, I needed to hear that someone else was going through that. But then they share with me things that they are going through. They share with me things that I needed to hear. I didn't even think about the tools and resources that existed to navigate certain situations. I, for the first time, I started really speaking up when I was going through something because it just really, it hit me. And I was being falsely accused of some things. Um, and I, it just was like, oh my gosh, that's not who I am. And I didn't know what to do because I wanted to just hold it all in because I felt crazy. I felt as if maybe I am the problem. Maybe I am an aggressive person. Maybe I am really angry. 
maybe I am defiant because that's what people around me were saying was that I was aggressive. I was angry. Um, and so then I started kind of trying to keep it in and it was too heavy to hold in. And then when I was transparent with people around me and reaching out to mentors and loved ones and saying, look, this really hurt. This is what's happening. Then one, I was able to talk back to those emotions or those thoughts or emotions leading me to believe maybe those people were right. Maybe that group of people is onto something and they know more about me than I know about myself. Maybe they just had my best intentions at heart and they know more about me and I'm the one who is who lacks self-awareness but by me being open not only did it lead to some beautiful conversations about how to navigate the world as a black woman and then it also led me to so many amazing opportunities networking opportunities um and when I say networking, I think that you can network in a platonic way. I don't always think that it's career related. So when I say network, it led me to meet so many awesome people, so many people that in their lives, they have navigated something similar. And then it taught me a lot about myself. It was, it was transformational. And had I just kept everything to myself and held it in, I don't think that I would have made the new friends that I've made. I don't think that I would be as mindful about the friendships that I am investing in. I don't think that I would be as mindful about how I move forward in my life, what I want out of life. It's all led to me turning this into something productive rather than letting it fester and it being something negative. And I am someone who I know how to let something fester. One thing about me is I can let it fester. I can get stuck or I can wallow in the self-pity. So am I struggling to make it appear like I'm not struggling? Yes, but I'm also beginning to talk back at that. I'm get I'm beginning to understand that this does not have to be as much of a struggle as it ha- as it is. Yes, it's hard, but why is it hard? So, I'm making it appear like I'm not struggling and what benefit do I get from that? And it's become almost muscle memory for me, so I really have to be mindful. I'm learning to just take things one step at a time and be mindful of the stories I'm telling and how I'm telling the stories. And even this episode is pushing me because who wants to admit, yeah, you know, sometimes I just talk, talk, talk it up a little bit so that it sounds like it sounds better in my favor. But if I'm not being forthcoming about the things I'm going through, how can people really help me or know who I am? How can I be certain that the relationships I'm building aren't built on a lie? And 
the thing that I learned from my therapist is the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is when it's actually productive. Um, Guilt is where you feel bad about something and that feeling causes you to make amends and move forward in a productive way. Whereas shame is something where you're not only tearing yourself down, but you're holding it in and you don't even want to share it. You don't even want to um, acknowledge it to others. And it's it, it's like a grudge that you're holding on to with yourself. And so I allow myself now when I make mistakes or I fail or whatever, I'm trying to find the balance and I'm trying to find where and where along my journey of guilt does it turn into shame and how can I use that painful experience um, to help me move forward in an intentional way. And that's a really cool thing because there's a scripture um, in the Bible that essentially says all things work together for our good and meaning not just my good and not just my, it's not just benefiting me, but it's also benefiting society as a whole. And that is a really tough thing in the past that I just, I've really grappled with that. Like what good is coming from this? Like what good really comes from a breakup in some instances, what good comes from my mom dying? What good comes from my brother dying? What good comes from my mother having had cancer? What good? But now I'm learning that it's not necessarily that those situations are good, but it's those situations all eventually work out to benefit us and to help us and to make us happier and to help us learn and to grow. And that doesn't mean that, you know, for me coming from like a religious standpoint, it doesn't mean that I think that God created cancer and that was just what was supposed to happen. But I just think that even things that are thrown our way that were not anticipated, things that kind of take us off of our our track or our path, things that distract us, things that we fall into, whether it be insecurities, addiction, whatever, those things, they can turn into something good. They will turn into something good. But while we are working towards that good, we just have to stay the course. We just have to be honest. And and that's really hard for me. I mean, who wants to stand up and say, hi, my name is Brandy and I don't know what I want to do with my life. Hi, my name is Brandy and I, you know, definitely don't have it figured out. Or I am afraid that one day I'm going to be alone forever. Or I am afraid that I'm just gonna go broke. Or I'm so afraid of whatever. The things that scare me, I don't want to just talk about them because one, it feels like people will use that as ammo. And it also feels like it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable letting the words I failed or I'm not good enough and I'm acknowledging that in a room full of people that I feel intimidated by. But that's how I've that's how I've been able to grow. 
That's how I've been able to find healing. I found healing in spaces, the most unexpected spaces. And I've also been learning to just love myself more and just accept myself for who I am. Because I'm like, okay, well, if you don't want to put up with this, that's totally fine. You don't have to. But I'm going to focus on those that do want to put up with it. I'm going to focus on the people that aren't going to judge me. I'm going to focus on the situations that do uplift me. And I'm not going to force myself to stay in spaces where I feel judged or where I feel like I have to, you know, just keep a mask on. Rather, I'm going to be committed to myself and giving myself what I need because I don't want to keep feeling the way that I'm feeling. But if I continue to pretend like everything is fine and not really open up, like that's what my mentors are here for, aren't they? Aren't they here for me to be able to open up to them? And if I truly believe that, then why am I not opening up to them? Why am I telling them everything's fine? You know, I have my career all figured out. I have you know, all of my friendships figured out. I have every relationship figured out. That's not true. That's not true at all. And it actually, if I'm being honest, it means I need to humble myself. And I don't want to think of myself as an arrogant person, but I have to humble myself to the idea that I'm struggling too. And I'm not above saying, my name is Brandy and I'm struggling. My name is Brandy and I don't have it figured out. My name is Brandy and I don't know what next steps look like for me. I I don't like when people ask me, where do you see yourself in five years? I don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew. And now I'm starting to say, I don't know. And, and anytime I'm meeting with a mentor who says, I want you to map out your next steps and where you see yourself, I don't know. That's what I'll say. And I'll say, I will work through it. I'll do the work of trying to figure out where I want to be, but I'm over I'm overwhelmed right now because I have a number of interests. It's really easy for me to become passionate about something. Or it's really easy for me to try to mold my interests to align with something in that moment. So I don't know truly at the core what I want to do with my life and what that looks like. And I mean in all aspects of my life. But by me saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, it's led me to doors that have helped me learn about myself and how I want to show up and where I want to be and who I want to be and who I want to be in my life. So struggling to make it appear like I'm not struggling, yes, but I'm also really working to fight against that because that's not healthy at all. So the time has come, my friends, for me to ask you um, the question of the week. And that is a question that I've been working through this week is, am I struggling to make it appear like I'm not struggling? So are you struggling to make it appear like you're not struggling? And why is that? Also, now the quote of the week um, is also from the great Paul Angoni, and it's from this chapter. And he says, we don't connect with each other through our pretend perfection. We connect over our shared struggle. I love that because that 
holds true. That stands true in my life. I have gotten to know so many people in my life in ways I never expected because I was able to push past my desire and my temptation to just act like everything is okay and like I have it all figured out and I was just real. I'll end with one of my favorite stories um, and something that happened to me. But when my mom passed, one of my best friends, he was not there for me. And I don't really expect people to be there for me like that. So when I say that, it was actually really hurtful because I felt as if, you know, I'm not even asking this man to be there for me, but then he would make promises and then not follow through. It really hurt me. Like that really cut me to the core. And I was like, you know, I don't even want to, I don't want to continue this friendship because he would say, you know, I'm, I'm going to be there, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, please don't make that promise because I'm actually getting excited and I'm in, I'm in a, a low place and fragile place in my life where I, I don't know that I can handle any more hurt. So if you're going to make a promise, please just follow through. If you don't want to do it, that is totally fine, but just don't mention it. But he kept mentioning it. And one day he was like, you know, I'm going to come check on you. I'm going to be there for you, blah, blah, didn't come through. That really hurt me and I blocked him. I didn't want to talk to him ever again. And I didn't want to tell him that really hurt me. But then we got to a point where we actually were able to talk through it. And now our friendship is stronger than ever. It's awesome. Like I was just sitting with him the other day and he was like, you know, I know that you've forgiven me, but I am so sorry for the ways I wasn't able to show up for you and that I wasn't respecting your boundaries, but it's helped me be a better friend to you. And then I was telling him like, well, actually it's helped me learn to be a better friend and also assess where I can grow in all of my friendships and how I can be a better friend. And by him just being vulnerable and saying, I messed up and me being vulnerable enough to say that hurt me because I was trying to make it seem like I don't care. Everyone's replaceable. I don't need your friendship, but this is one of my best friends. So I did care. And by both of us just being vulnerable, we were able to build an even stronger friendship. So that just speaks to the beauty of showing up authentically and not trying to, not struggling to make it look like you're not struggling. Like we're already struggling without trying to pretend. So what would it look like if I just literally made it just a little easier on myself, a lot easier on myself by just admitting, "Eh, yeah, this is rough. I don't like this. This is uncomfortable. I don't have it figured out. I am struggling. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. And please be sure to like, subscribe, um, leave a review. Let me know how things are going. Give me feedback. I'm new to this. I, I didn't even really listen to podcasts before starting this podcast. So give me all the feedback. It won't hurt my feelings. But also, it's really encouraging when you all let me know, um, what's working, what's not working. Like I, it makes me feel so good and it motivates me. Like when people send me messages or pull me aside and say, Hey, 
this podcast has, you know, really helped with this or I enjoyed this aspect, it really keeps me going and I'm not being dramatic. Like there are times when I'm like, I should just end it here. And then I get some kind of affirmation and I know I got to work on, you know, not relying on validation from others, but still I said what I said. So I'm being vulnerable and I'm being honest. So thank you so much. Have a beautiful week and I can't wait to hear from you.